Chapter Nineteen of Our Feathered Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Our Feathered Friends by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell, a pet hummingbird. Hummingbird mothers are very tender of their young and will seldom go out of sight of them. We have ourselves picked the mother from the nest and let her go when she would immediately return to it. If you see a hummingbird sitting on a twig napping, just clasp your hands behind you and go straight up to the bird. You can almost touch it with your face, but if you put out your hand, the bird will dart away. A hummer will alight on the flowers you may be carrying if you remain perfectly still. These birds seem to notice movement more than form. Hummingbirds, like many others, do not seem to notice a person if he is going toward them in a straight line. It is a sidewise movement that frightens them. We have known a hummingbird to play possum, though we are told, by someone who ought to know, that it was really frightened almost to death. The bird had come in at an open window for some flowers left on the sill. On leaving the room, by some mistake it flew up to the ceiling instead of going out at the window. The ceiling was high, so we took a long broom and chased the bird, catching it on the wisp end and bringing it down. It did not stir, though we were sure we had not heard it. We took it in our hands, and it lay on its back with its eyes shut, as if it were indeed dead. Then we carried it to the garden, feeling very sorry. Suddenly one black eye opened, and then the other, when in a flash the little bird was off. One day in spring a certain professor whom we know, who is very fond of hunting toadstools, caught sight of what he felt sure was a rare one on the limb of a live oak tree. The heart of the professor beat with joy, for he would rather find a new kind of toadstool or lichen than a gold mine, and he put out his hand to pick this new one off. It moved, and he looked at it. It was a baby hummer, just fledged, and very delicate. It did not know enough to be afraid of him, and cuddled in his hand as if it were the nest. He knew how much we like birds, and so the professor put the baby in his pocket basket and brought it home to us. The bird was unhurt, and as free from fear as a real baby. Its face looked like a baby face, as the faces of all young birds look, innocent and sweet and full of helpless, not frightened expression. You can look at the pictures and see that this is true. To feed this bird, which seemed hungry, we mixed some sugar and water. It would not open its bill, so we held the sweet in a spoon and dipped the beak into it. It tasted, and then put out its tongue and lapped some. This very slender, thread-like tongue was long and black and very quick of movement. Every hour we fed it with the sweetened water, and it came to know the spoon by sight and to look for it when we were coming. We moistened our lips with the syrup, and the little thing would move towards us, placing its bill on our lips and thrusting its dainty tongue all around in a way that was very amusing. We did not know as much about hummingbirds then as we have learned since, or we should have fed it as often as every fifteen minutes, and used honey in place of water. Transcriber note. Do not feed hummingbirds honey. Honey does not have the same chemical composition as floral nectar and is more difficult for hummingbirds to digest. It loved to perch on the edge of a wicker basket, whose rim was so easy to cling to. It would shimmer in the sunshine like a piece of silk, no larger than a great big bumblebee. In a few days it could fly all about the room, but it could not fix its toes on or around anything and would fall helpless to the floor or drop behind the pictures. It was cold at night, though we covered it with warm things, and often we would warm it in our hands before morning. It needed the warmth of its mother's breast. It learned to drink cold water, and to expect it after each meal of syrup, as if it wanted to rinse its mouth. It lapped up the water like a kitten, its queer, frail tongue looking like a bit of black thread in the clear water. 
we tried to get it to take tiny spiders which we hunted in the garden but it refused and did not live with us very long we think we ought to have given it a little milk to take the place of spiders which it must have missed we shall never try to have another pet so frail as this these birds seem too delicate to touch our fingers are not light enough we have a friend who kept a young hummer for three months and they are said to live even longer than this when in captivity of all our bird friends we think the hummingbird the most wonderful and interesting this perhaps is because it is the smallest and wisest of all the birds we know End of chapter nineteen